This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, March 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom signs BAs, gauging the war's impact, and USDA investigations planned. Newsom signs voluntary agreements for Delta. The Newsom administration has reached a deal with water contractors to sign a set of voluntary agreements for Bay Delta flows as an eight-year program. The cost will be about $2.6 billion, split three ways between water users and the state and federal governments. The details? Well, the document outlines steps for dedicating up to 800,000 acre feet of additional flow for ecological benefits depending on the time of year and hydrologic conditions. It commits 20,000 acres of rice fields for floodplain restoration and just as many acres for additional floodplain habitat along with several other environmental projects. It also details specific benchmarks for success with the option to renew or revise the program after eight years. The extra flows will come from voluntary farmland fallowing, cutbacks and diversions, and a new water purchases. About 35,000 acres of Sacramento Valley rice fields would go to fallow under the plan. That according to Department of Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth. The response will cheers immediately poured from irrigation districts and urban suppliers. Tom Birmingham, general manager of Westland's Water District, called the deal a fundamental change in how California protects the environment and provides water for cities and farms. You can read our full report later this morning in the AgriPulse West newsletter. U.S. Rice sends 20-ton donation to Ukrainians. USA Rice Federation members are doing their part to help feed Ukrainians by shipping a gift of 20 tons of U.S. Kalros rice to the country as the Russian invasion continues. U.S. medium grain rice was already in Europe and freight forwarding companies assisted in the donation. We could not in good conscience watch as innocent people were being killed, starved, and driven from their homes, Sun Valley Rice CEO Ken Legrand Kennedy Rice Mill CEO Merrill Kennedy and Farmers Rice Cooperative CEO Rick Rohde said in a joint statement. We had rice in position, and though it was destined for other customers, we agreed it was urgently needed in Ukraine, and we are thankful our customers understood and agreed. OTA heads to Hill in search of funding legislation. Members of the Organic Trade Association will be pushing for legislation to benefit the organic industry as well as increased appropriations during Capitol Hill visits today. OTA seeking $24 million for USDA's National Organic Program in fiscal 23. That would be a boost from the FY22 $20 million. The group also wants to see the Organic Transitions Program at the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to go from 7.5 7.5 million in funding to 10 million. Members also will be urging House passage of the Continuous Improvement and Accountability in Organic Standards Act. The bill for the first time requires USDA to advance and implement recommendations from the organic industry in a timely manner and to ensure the continuous improvement of organic standards, OTA says. 
Laura Bacta, the outgoing executive director, said at the OTA Washington conference yesterday, she's really confident the organization will achieve pretty much exactly what it aims to. Former Ethiopian Prime Minister, Africa already feeling war impact. A prominent African leader says the food crisis in Africa this year, because of the war in Ukraine, might even be worse than the price spikes in 2008. Halabiriam Desalin is a former prime minister of Ethiopia, now chairing the Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa, a group that works to increase food production on the continent. Halabiriam has been in Washington this week to sign a memorandum of understanding with USDA on behalf of AGRA. We caught up with him at the reception that was hosted by the OFW Law. The crisis is, quote, already biting because most of the African countries are importing wheat from Ukraine, he said. He went on to say in the long term, we have to produce food in Africa and increase our productivity to be better prepared for future shocks. By the way, AGRA's memorandum of understanding with USDA is supposed to give African farmers access to USDA research, technology, and data that will make African agriculture more resilient to climate change, as well as address food safety and reduce food waste. The agreement will support inclusive agricultural transformation in Africa, enhance economic success for African farmers, improve food security and climate change adaptation and preparedness, and increases regional and international agriculture trade, said Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. USDA watchdog investigating pandemic relief. Reconnect. USDA's Inspector General is looking into the way the department has distributed pandemic relief and is also auditing the Reconnect Rural Broadband Program. Inspector General Phyllis Fong told the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee yesterday the Reconnect audit is evaluating whether grant and loan recipients have been appropriately selected and whether the department has addressed concerns raised previously. She said the IG would release a report soon on how the Food Safety and Inspection Service performed during the pandemic. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Farmers are complaining about fertilizer prices already. That former Prime Minister, Holly Miriam de Salin, when asked by a reporter whether farmers in his home country of Ethiopia were feeling the impact of the war. High fuel prices are affecting African farmers, too, he said. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, March 30th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.